Welcome to the Grow Old With Me podcast. Where we connect our family to yours through openness and vulnerability, while keeping God's truth at the center of our discussions. Hello and welcome to the Grow Old With Me podcast. My name is Peter with my wife, Crystal. Um, For our podcast today, episode 13, our topic will be engaging our children wholeheartedly. Uh, Now in this, we want to make sure that we as parents are giving our kids our full attention, um, that we're being fully present and engaged, um, that we're willing to step into their world and try to fully understand uh, what it is they're thinking and going through and just be present uh, for them. And I think with today's technology advances and stuff, it's a very easy thing to be distracted because we have things at our fingertips and we expect information and pictures and whatever. With the click of a button, we can pretty much enter into any of our friends' lives and um, and it, it causes its own set of issues that is a whole nother podcast. But um, I just think, I think being distracted is is a is a common theme in today's society and i want to make sure that we're saying today that we are talking to ourselves as much as any of you because we are not um fully engaged parents all the time and we struggle with this it's a struggle to yeah remain engaged yeah i think anyone who's who's got kids obviously you've got those times where those kids are asking you to join in them on something that's important to them even if it seems just like playing catch or shooting hoops or playing dolls or getting on the floor and building a block tower uh and and they all sound fun for a while uh, but there's obviously days and times where that request just doesn't seem like something i want to do right now um, and I think it's it, like Crystal's saying, it's it's very easy, I think, to think of our own interests and say, no, I don't want to and kind of leave our kid hanging. And I'm not saying we have to drop everything every single time and, and give our kids what they want right away every time. But I do think it's very important that we send an overall message that our kids are important to us and that we show that we love them with our actions and not just with our words. I think I saw like a Facebook meme or something a while ago that said if... Um if we don't listen to the little things now, they're not going to trust us with the big things later. And I think that's kind of a scary idea thinking, you know, sometimes it's like, Oh, that little, okay. You saw a butterfly today. (laughs) Neat. Um, but I think if we're not engaging them now as young children, when they're teenagers, why would they want to come to us and spill their guts then about what's going on with them? So I think it's important for us to, no matter how trivial we may think whatever they're telling us yes. is to be excited about it with them and look at it through their eyes and just right. think about how how they're seeing it right um and i think we're thinking that uh, now is even an appropriate time for this particular topic being that it's the holiday season um i think that there's there's a lot of busyness going on and i, I think that busyness is probably supposed to be centered around family uh, and family activities and, and engaging our family. I think that's some of the fun of these traditions and meals and the even the presents around Christmas. Um, but I also think that it's it's very possible uh, and maybe even likely that the busyness of the season may have an opposite effect of what is intended. It, it may be possible that all of the busyness may actually um, create more distractions for our families and 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 keep us from 
maybe fully engaging even with maybe more time together, we might not be utilizing that time to engage. We might just be filling it with um, maybe uh, trivial things like house maintenance and cooking, things like that. Well, and even the presents we're buying, are we are we buying our children presents that we're going to engage with them in or are we buying them presents that uh, maybe they'll leave us alone for a while? <laughs> um, and I think our, I think we're thinking, looking ahead to Christmas already and thinking... What what kind of presents are we going to want to buy them this year? You know, it's we get so worked up about the the outside. I don't know. Like our kids would be happy, I think, if we said Christmas Day, "Hey, I will engage you yes. all day. Let's just make this day about you and play." I think most kids would pass up any present. Right. Yeah, especially our kids are maybe kind of in the young phase. I think I think they would they would certainly bypass um, some toy if they knew that mom and dad were going to be playing tag and hide and seek and be involved in some play activity with them. I think that would be their f- way more than some plastic or metal object that we could give them. So I think it's an appropriate appropriate thing to talk about before the holidays is because. Things are going to get busy. We've got Thanksgiving coming up this week. And um, just thinking about how we can stay intentional with our children and um, filling those cravings for them because we are their models. Like they look up to us so much and they're little sponges. They're taking in everything. And what what are we teaching them? Are we teaching them how to sit on the computer and disengage with the family? Or are we teaching them that we are a family who does engage and we are a family who wants to know each other fully. Right. Yeah, we keep kind of imagining, even though our kids are young, what what kind of family are we going to be after our kids um, grow up? And I think ideally we'd, we'd really like it if our kids would remain engaged with us even after they move out. And I think how can we expect that if we weren't engaged with them while they were here? I mean, we're developing some habits right now that are going to um, kind of, I, I think, shape how the future is going to maybe look for us. Because of how easy it is to fall into that trap of distraction, I often wonder, like, why <laughs> why does God create it where it's hard for parents to engage with their kids, but God didn't create it to be that way. I mean, we sin entered the world, and we've all sinned. And I think Satan... Um, I think he knows what a powerful force it is when families are connected and praying together and just seeking Christ together. And parents are engaging with their children and teaching them about God. And I think he knows that. And I think he uses that. Um, he uses technology and things to distract us. And like the, the, the wants of the world, I think the world is like, oh, your house needs to be clean and you need to be task oriented. And with kids, the tasks can't overpower the people. I mean, we're raising human beings where we need to make sure that we are taking care of them and their needs before the tasks. Right. And that's that's not a natural thing. Obviously, I think we're all just naturally inclined to want to take care of ourselves. Um, because of that sin, yeah, we're, we're selfish people. Uh, and I, I think... That's uh, kind of where Paul warns us. He says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility, consider others above yourselves. And he actually feels like he has to tell people that because I think 
if left uh, to to do what we think we want, you know, we we might just pursue serving ourselves and what we want. And we might not consider that to be selfish ambition to want to sit in a chair and not participate with the kids. But why is it? I mean, what they really want is for us to play and and engage and listen. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like that that is it's it's selfishness to put my tiredness above spending time with them. Um, so I think we need to really kind of fight that that selfishness and be deliberate about spending that time and investing into our kids and our own family. And it's not their fault we're tired. I mean, a lot of times we're controlling our own schedules and filling them up with stuff that, unfortunately, a lot of times is probably to impress other people or make other people not mad with us. So um, I think we need to be thinking about that too with our schedules and how important it is and how what the effect is going to have on us because it does affect our children and they deserve our best. Yeah. Um, in Psalm 39, they says, show me, Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting my life is. And I think if we think with that heaven perspective, if we're looking towards heaven, I think it's a lot easier to think, okay, I'm tired today. Right. Uh, I don't want to do this, but my time here on earth is short. My time with my children is short. I only have such amount of time to raise them and hope that what we did was good enough so that, I mean, all we have is prayer and the hope that they will come to know God and serve him with their life, I think. But there's not, I mean, 18 years is really not a lot of time to. (laughs) Right. That's really a perspective shifter right there is to, to say you know, if we actually knew the the number of our days, don't, maybe we'd, we'd live them with a little more purpose. Um, and maybe with that in mind, knowing that, that life is short, um, we can try to make the most of every opportunity. Uh, in Ephesians 5, uh, we're told to be very careful how we live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Uh, there's this, this thing in there of making every making the most of every opportunity. And I I really believe that as parents of children, we have an opportunity to really be um, a positive influence in our children's lives. And and I put a question mark there because it's, it seems kind of like a choice. We can, we can choose engagement and to be purposeful. Um, Not, not just about playing, but about listening and instilling truth and um, talking deliberately uh, about the gospel and how much Jesus loves our kids, to our kids, uh, to talk through our own struggles and faith journey with, with our kids. It's an opportunity. And if we don't seize those opportunities when they're young, right now, when is it going to happen? And we really do need to consider that, that life is short and that we need to make the most of every opportunity. And I have a, I teach child development and in one of my classes, we have a DVD about fathering. And they said on there that, um, Children usually spell the word love, T-I-M-E. And I think that puts things into perspective, too. I think it changes in the teenage years. I think suddenly the amount of time, I think you need to go a little deeper with them in the teenage years. But as far as elementary years and before that, I really feel like the time, the time spent with them. Fully, yeah, fully engaged, I think. I think kids know if they're getting half of our effort or right. concentration. 
So Crystal and I uh, have made this list of practical ideas that we could use to implement uh, our, our plan to be more engaged uh, and purposeful uh, with our kids. And, and I think the very first one that we've got is to, to make sure, uh, especially for, for those who work or are separated from their kids for a little bit, maybe picking them up for daycare or coming home from work, is to making sure that uh, before we walk in that door, before we have that first contact with our kids, that our mind is set on making sure that we are going to be fully active and present, that we're going to put on an attitude of willingness, not just to serve, but to enjoy, to create uh, an atmosphere and a spirit of fun among our family when we do step into that door to make sure that um, we're ready to go and that we're going to open that door and and be ready um, to enter our kids' world. Another thing the past couple years we've been doing is making bucket lists for each season. Um, and then we have traditions that our family likes to do in each each season. And what's nice about it is each tradition, then it seems like we can be fully present in that outing or meal or whatever it is. Um, so, for example, with Thanksgiving coming up, we uh, actually, this is new this year, we decided to have our own family of five Thanksgiving, which we've never really... Right, we've always kind of relied on extended family meals. and Yeah, done before. We're not going to have the traditional meal, but we're going to let the kids drink at a fancy glasses and almost just, kind of have Super Bowl party food is kind of what it kind of yeah, ends up being Super kind Bowl. of like snacky foods that we've all thought was just going to be delicious and fun that we can kind of make our own Thanksgiving and kind of make it fun instead of formal but yeah just kind of revolve the night around the meal and enjoy some games and things together as a family so I think that's a good way to be intentional about it is put things on a calendar say like in the fall, we like to go to the pumpkin patch. Okay, this Saturday, we're going to the pumpkin patch. And right, and that gives us something as a family to kind of look forward to, no matter what season it is, something that we can anticipate together and, like you said, kind of enjoy all the more when it does come. And I think that's just another thing about having fun together is to make sure that as parents, even though it may not be a game that we're all together thrilled about, I mean, I don't know how many 30-year-olds are really crazy about shoots and ladders in Candyland, Um, But to make sure that we're actually getting on the floor or pulling out those kids games and being fully engaged in play and actually using our own imaginations to to pretend right alongside our kids. And then having a list ready of engaging family activities that don't involve the television. I think it's very easy um, in the evenings to be like, okay, well, let's just turn on the TV. But if we have that list of things ready to go, it's then we have different ideas right. I mean, using our brain power to figure out what we want to do for the night rather than just turning our brains off and sitting in front of the television which obviously is the easier thing to do and kind of uh, I think a, a default mode is to just say alright I'm out of ideas let's just go ahead and turn on the TV but to make sure that we have other ideas in the back pocket ready to go in case that, that one thing ends early or um, kids are ready for transition to something else um, but maybe for something for like for supper, I think um, just to have family meals. I think so many families are kind of going away from spending that intentional and deliberate time of just sitting around a table and having a meal together. Um, but I think not just having that meal, but while you're around the table to actually be engaging about finding out what happened with each member of the family's days and finding things that we're thankful for, things that we're struggling with, um, highs and lows. We've been doing... Um best part of your day and the hardest part of your day and we laugh because 
usually the kids, it's not something you would say, I think something emotional <laughs> or a feeling, and they're like, it was really hard to move some, move that, it was, whatever it is, or it, carry something. Right. Or, or climb <laughs> the stairs or something. That was really hard. <laughs> it's like always a physical. a physical, yeah. And But they are picking up on, I've noticed, um, we just sat down to supper the other, or it was actually lunch, so I wasn't doing the... Doing the asking. Because that's usually a supper activity. And our son, Caleb, actually was like, Mommy, what was the best part of your day? So they really pick up on it, and they like to talk about those things. It's kind of become a habit where if if Crystal and I don't initiate it, the kids will kind of redeem us on that and actually initiate that conversation themselves because they've now started to get used to using the table as a a time to connect with their family members. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We, um... I, I'm not sure where I got this idea of a blog post or Pinterest or something, but last, around Valentine's Day, we did um, compliment suppers where we would focus on one family member, right. and we ended up just doing the kids. We, um, the kids, sorry, we got a coffer in the background. Um, we ended up doing... Each child, and then they got to pick what they wanted for supper, and then Peter and I and their sibling, the sibling that was able to at that point, um, came up with things that we liked about that person, and the kids really lit up, and they're like, oh, when are we going to do another compliment supper? And And they were really engaged, even about giving compliments to people who weren't themselves, but we made a big deal out of it, almost like, not quite a birthday party, but we even bought a balloon and and made a big deal out of it, and Mm -hmm. I think it's really great validation for the kids um, to show that they're appreciated and valued and loved by each member of their family in specific ways and instances. Um, and I think part of that intentionality that we need to remember is, is not just for fun and conversation, but directing that conversation back to God and making sure that we're making our household uh, an environment where God is a center of conversation, that we're reading our Bible and praying and talking openly about our faith uh, with, with each other and with our kids. Um, we actually bought um, an action Bible that the kids have really liked. It's like a comic book type deal. And it's easy to get the stories out then in that format. And they enjoy, I don't know, just the way it is. So, um, And then I think setting some technology boundaries to create a space for those intentional relationships. Like... I think on a typical day, it's so easy to just grab the computer. I probably look at Facebook like 10 to 20 times a day. You know, when you're not thinking about it, you just pick it up. So kind of being intentional about when you're on it and when you're not. God has given us an opportunity as parents to be very influential in the lives of our children. Let's make a conscious choice to make the most of that opportunity by giving our children our full attention. Let's show our kids how much we love them by fully listening to them, fully participating with them in their play, and deliberately engaging them in meaningful conversation that will lead them to a closer relationship with us and with God. Time is short. Let's use it well.